Welcome to Perfect Moms episode two. I'm Alicia. And I'm Selena. And we are um, apologizing, I guess, for not posting a podcast last week, but in, you know, thinking about everything happening with the murder of George Floyd and uh, all the protests and riots and everything happening this week, we wanted to really follow along with that and then come with some points that we want to make about the subject. We've heard about these things so much and so close together, and it just never gets easier to hear. And that's something coming from like a perspective of somebody who's not black. There are so many opinions and it's so crazy because yes, I live in the States, but that doesn't mean that people don't have opinions all over the world about this. And I think people think automatically that because we're Canadians, we're so nice and we're sorry and racism doesn't happen. And I've been on Twitter recently and so many people are saying things like, well, I live in Canada and I've never experienced racism or I live in central California and I've never experienced racism. Yes. That's probably your privilege that you've yep. never experienced exactly. racism. Yeah, that's that's your privilege blinding you. <laughs> right? And I too am a white woman and I am angry. I'm angry for every yeah. black person out there who is who doesn't feel like they can be angry. You know, I'm angry that this continuously happens. And I'm angry for the arguments of, well, all lives matter, or oh. how are you attacking the police right now? You know, yes, of course, sure. You want to say all lives matter. Nobody is saying that your life doesn't matter. No, no one is saying that you being white means that you don't matter in the world. You know what I mean? Right? And, and that's the frustrating part is that that's the problem. Yes. Listen, we want all lives matter. You think people don't want that? But then you have like people who are black and they're like, yes, exactly. I want all lives to matter. I want my life to matter too. And for people to say, I don't see color. Or that, you know what, if I don't say anything, these things won't happen or they'll go away. Or I don't know anything about this, so I shouldn't speak up. That's actually the opposite of what you should do. The complete opposite of what you should be doing. Yes. And maybe, and do you know what, though? This is also what I hate. I think that you as a person have a duty to admit when you don't know. And here's the yes. thing. There are tons of things that I don't know. As a teacher, I don't know so many things. And I go out and I research yeah. and I learn. But you know what? Staying silent is not okay either. And I think if you yeah. were to post something on social media that says, I don't know anything about this situation, I'm going to go and take a couple of days to learn about it, but I'll be back to post, is very different than you posting that you're sipping yes. margaritas in your backyard. You know, people in like the news and the media are kind of like portraying these protesters to be like these aggressive black people in the community. And I think that that's the problem. Like, that's why white people do need to stand up. And that's why, like, we all need to say something and be beside that community and be beside the Black community and be like, no, we're here too. We're angry too. We don't necessarily experience the same things you do, but we want to be there to support. You know, and I think anti-racism isn't just about saying, well, I'm not racist, right? Yeah. Anti-racism is about what are you doing to change that narrative? Mm -hmm that somehow white people are so superior to people of color. Mm -hmm. What are you teaching your children? What are you, uh, what kind of stereotypes are you perpetuating maybe yes. in the books you read or 
you know, the shows you watch and those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. And no, does that mean that like you ditch every show with white people? No, but I'm so tired of having to say that. I'm so tired of having to like argue that like you don't have to give up all of your whiteness to support people of color. Yes. Oh my God. That's not a thing. Like nobody is asking you to do that. People are asking you to come out and support and change the idea. And I was reading recently, you know, some people are saying like, not all cops are bad. And obviously, again, same thing. I have like people who I know who are police officers, white, black, people of color in general. Mm -hmm. Am I saying it's everybody? No, but I am saying that there is a problem. And there is a problem that somebody kneeled on the neck of a man for eight and a half minutes when he claimed that he couldn't breathe and he was already in handcuffs. But he wasn't doing anything that was causing you any sort of life-threatening issue that you needed to kneel on his neck. Exactly. And what made it even worse, that other police officer standing there watching it all happen, wake up. It's just so incredibly frustrating. And it's just like, when is this going to stop? When are people going to be held accountable? And no, no one is generalizing police officers, all police officers as well. I mean, some people are, but you know, we're not trying to say that all police officers are bad. And it's just like, we're not trying to say, you know, all white people are bad. But the difference is there are a lot of white people who are trying to spin it and put labels on the people who are victims. Right. And I want, like, I think what I want our audience to do is to, like, close their eyes Mm -hmm. and I want them to think about the stereotypes that they know. There's all of these things that go into what you personally believe is a bi- like is a bias, and yeah. you need to go and research why you believe that. That's what people are not getting and understanding, and that's what I think people are trying to just get across. And for people to be like, oh my God, like why are these Black people so angry? Like, come on, there are Black mothers in their homes right now sitting down with their young Black children and telling them, this is how you have to talk to a police officer. This is how you have to react to a police officer. If this happens, so, so and so. Like, can a white mother say that she has to sit down tonight with her white children and say the same? And I think that, you know, there's this systemic thing that happens in the school system, in policing, in um, the government, all of yeah. those places that don't necessarily provide the same opportunities for black folks in general, as it does for white folks. 100%. And they're not understanding that there's a reason why there are underserved, you know, communities and areas and predominantly those are people of color. I feel like I work in a community that is predominantly, no, I'd say like a 99.9% of the, the kids that I work with are children of color. And I would say over half of those kids are black. I have an obligation to say something, to advocate, to speak up because they're feeling like their voices are not being heard. Who am I as an adult to not do something when I work with children of color who feel like they don't have a voice and it's not heard? You know, I don't want to like white-splain about (laughs) racism and those sorts of things, but you know, I feel like this episode of this podcast is really directed toward our white listeners. Go out, read books, read books to your children. Your child is never too young to talk about race. 
it is a topic of discussion. My daughter knows that people are treated differently based on the color of their skin. And do you know what? My daughter passes as white. She just does. She knows there are certain privileges that white people get that other people don't get. My husband is part Sri Lankan and part Trinidadian, but my children pass as white pretty Mm -hmm. much. That affords them a certain privilege that I am highly aware of. It's so crazy because it's the same thing for my children, but even more so for my daughter because my husband is Chilean. He's darker skinned. My son also is tan, but he could also and has passed as Caucasian. But my daughter is very pale. And if I can put that part into perspective, so this year at the beginning of the year, a book I read on the very first day is Queen of the Scene by Queen Latifah. And I have a platform that I messaged my parents on and I took a photo of the front of the book and I sent a message and said, you know, what the book is about and and the message that we're trying to promote in school of like being yourself and et cetera, et cetera. I should not have a Black parent have to message me back and say, thank you so much for reading a book that represents my child because that has never been the norm for her child. I literally just got chills. That's not okay. But stop feeling uncomfortable about having this conversation because I don't know about you, but I've been watching about a thousand videos this week of parents and how they explain to their children how they should behave in front of the police officers. And if that is a conversation that those parents can have and be strong enough to have with their children, you should be able to say to your child why Black Lives Matter. With us, you know, having this platform, we're sharing our thoughts and opinions, but we would love to hear what you guys think, what you guys are doing about this. If you guys have resources that you would love to share, obviously we're still continuing to educate ourselves. Right. And we'd love for you to share those resources with us. So if you want to join us at Perfect Moms on Twitter or at Perfect Moms Canada on Instagram, we would love to continue the chat over there. Please let us know what you are doing and maybe any questions that you have and we can try to point you in the right direction. So whether you're listening from the comfort of your couch or you're out uh, participating in a protest today, please know that Perfect Moms is behind you and thank you so much for listening.